0: back attack
1: another episode officially during the school
0: year they said it couldn't be done
1: it's a lot harder much harder anyway welcome everybody to don't be an idiom the podcast that dives deep and the meanings they seep and the widows they weep (laughs) and now our real catchphrase (laughs) The,
0: the widows they weep
1: yeah, because when you dove deep, uh you, died. you die. The diver died.
0: The di- oh, okay. Uh,
1: and she was a diver's wife.
0: Hey, that's a, it's a we could that could catch that could on. could be our thing. You never know what's going what's going to be, you know, what's going to stick. You can't know what's going to stick.
1: You just don't know what's going to stick.
0: Um right. Well, well, welcome back and thanks for returning, guys. Uh we we uh
1: <laughs> we had an we had an uh, an almost chance meeting on this weekend.
0: Yeah, that's true. We uh, we were in the same place at the same time with 24 hours in between. Yeah, probably,
1: probably less even, and, really.
0: Yeah, less. Um, so here's what you got to do, folks. Yeah. You
1: got to go to the Mahoning Drive-In. Ugh.
0: It is so cool.
1: I've never been to a drive-in before, Ryan. You've never been to a drive-in before, right? No,
0: and it's it's out by Jim Thorpe in Pennsylvania. We know that not everyone lives around this area, but um, if you do, it's really worth going to. Albert, what did you see? Ooh, I saw Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice is such a good movie to oh, see. It's so good at a drive-in. Michael Keaton. You Keaton me? You Keaton. Keep- <laughs> <laughs> that guy is good. Yeah, he is so good.
1: I, I I would like him. to I would like to look like Beetlejuice all the time. You kind of, I kind of a, I, yeah, you
0: do have right? a Beetlejuice thing going on. Yeah, that should be your Halloween costume. I was, yeah,
1: I was thinking that. Yeah.
0: Oh man, yeah. I could never pull off a Beetlejuice now, not, not with my my figure.
1: Well, he's kind of he's kind of paunchy. Actually. I don't know if you <laughs> do. You ever see like he really like his gut sticks out. And oh, really?
0: Do you think I'm paunchy? Because that's what that. Well, but
1: I thought you just said you oh. don't like your figure.
0: I meant I, I like, was What don't you like about your figure? No, no, no. I, I just meant that maybe I don't have as good a figure as Beetlejuice.
1: Oh, I thought you were saying...
0: Plus, I, oh. plus all of the beautiful hair and the... No, the, that's
1: what I thought the, you were saying. He doesn't have a good figure.
0: The moldy skin. Okay, all right. So, right. Yeah. Well, let's both go as Beetlejuice.
1: I like it because he makes the receding hairline work, mm, you know, which... Mm-hmm. We've Which got I'm dying a, we've, to we've do. We've got a lot of... Yeah, somebody needs to make it work.
0: <laughs> I'm dying to make that work. Like him, so... Um, I saw Evil Dead, the oh, classic no. 1979 low-budget horror film, and Bruce Campbell, who... Uh, I, I'm assuming most people know who he is, but maybe they don't, but he was there. Star of Evil Dead, and he Ash vs. Evil Dead. He was there, and it was very cool, and he's very funny. He seems so
1: charismatic, but technically dude, I've never seen him like... Riff. Dude,
0: he's as charismatic as his characters.
1: Does he... Uh, and
0: he drops... He... Quite the turn of phrase. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he really knows him.
1: I could see that, like him speaking in like... Well, idioms and yeah, like, yeah. Like, like weird like... like Hey, uh, is they Zippy. <laughs> yeah, zippy. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you zip on out of here?
0: Um, but anyway, we, we both had a great time there and, and we, we just go support them because these guys are really cool.
1: We love the Mahoning drive-in. Check out their website. Just go. If you are into... Horror, sci-fi, old stuff, vintage stuff, punk. They seemed like punks, kind of, or metalheads. like
0: something cool. It was
1: just, everything about it was great.
0: And we're both, we decided we're both going to be there on Halloween. Yes. And so if you want to come out and visit Halloween and Halloween 3, Season of the Witch is going to play a double feature, and uh, y'all can visit us. Yeah. have a little, don't be an idiom, Halloween setup.
1: Camp out, because that's the other thing about the Mahoning Drive-in, is you can camp there. Yeah. How amazing is that?
0: That's very cool. Man. I had a great time. That was I loved it. Maybe we can get them to sponsor us. We just talked them up real real big. You know what? I'm gonna <laughs> I, I don't know if her name is
1: Crystal, maybe I'm gonna tell I'm gonna see if I can email Crystal.
0: Uh speaking of sponsors, where is Admiral Nelson's rum? Huh? Mm. They have nothing. I know we talked about him again last Wait. week. Schneikes. They've given us zero money. They yeah. gave us one giant bobblehead. Thing
1: right, which was a very
0: couple, nice. A couple,
1: couple large t shirts, some
0: large t shirts that was also very nice. A couple
1: bottles of rum, too. Uh, okay, they actually were pretty cool to us. Now,
0: nah, never mind. Adam elson's rum is awesome,
1: but we need the re up on the, the re-up. cool. That this was a an, long, that was like
0: three years ago. It's a new season, yeah. We can't get through, and yeah, come
1: on, yeah, we're dying here. The we're time back. is not work.
0: The time, time is not. Uh, I have a set the record straight for today, great. And uh, part of my guest from last week was about Playboy. Because mm-hmm. you'd had what was yours? It was a, a please his punch, and I said please punch ball, centerfold, Playboy, and we we talked about when the first Playboy was. Right at first, I was way off. I switched right. my I switched my guest to 1951. Do you know when the first Playboy came out? Uh, wait, did you switch it after you did your fact check? I was like early 60s Playboy, and then I was like, mm, I'm changing to 1951. No, I did this on the podcast. I was,
1: oh. Uh, I think it came out in
0: 1942, 53. Oh, with Marilyn Monroe.
1: Oh, but you guessed 51.
0: I know, but it was really—I really guessed the 60s first. But you—you
1: fixed the guess. And then I
0: fixed the guess. You're right. I think
1: you're only two years off then.
0: And we—Marilyn Monroe uh, was
1: the first one.
0: Yeah, but she didn't give permission. She didn't give permission to Hugh Hefner to use her her picture.
1: Oh, she was just laying around (laughs) naked and. (laughs) And
0: they put her on
1: the cover. Yeah,
0: he's like, and
1: she's like, "Oh, hi!"
0: <laughs> Your Marilyn Monroe impression spot on, by the way. Stop that! Hey, hey, stop that! Um, I Oh, the- go ahead. Sorry. You can. Sorry, get- sorry, you, I was you, jumping to the next you, thing. You can get it on eBay for like three thousand dollars.
1: Is that all? <laughs> yeah. Hey, is that all?
0: Which is a big jump from the fifty cents that it uh, used to cost. Yikes. So. Yikes. So there you go.
1: That's good. There we go. We 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 like we cleared the air on that one.
0: Yeah, I don't think anyone was thinking about it, but I was.
1: Oh. Well, you know, we have another thing, too. I guess this would set the record straight. uh, Hmm. Is that, you know, we actually got a lot of positive feedback on our last episode. And that was, if you could have seen us after recording the last episode, we were like, oh, we were too drunk. Oh, we got to, maybe we should rethink our futures. (laughs) We were beating ourselves up. And then, you know, we got some good feedback. Like, people thought it was funny and laughing. And we're just like...
0: Yeah. What 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 are we? What, what are we clowns to you? Yeah, it feels like uh you're making us into some Joe Pesci's from Goodfellas over here. Joe
1: Pesci uh Joe Pesci um impression time.
0: Impre- <laughs> you know, what is it we got to get drunk every episode to amuse you?
1: What a what do we got to what a funny funny how? How are we funny? <laughs> is this your, wait, is
0: this your Joe Pesci <laughs> impression? Oh, Gilbert Godfrey. Is it starting? Yeah, that's a Gilbert Godfrey <laughs> doing Joe Pesci. Funny how? I think it's more like, um... Yeah, you do. Uh, I'm here I'm here to fucking amuse you? What, what do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? No, it's not really good No, that's either. good. That's good. Wait, I can... How am it. I fun? No. How am I funny? <laughs> how am I funny? <laughs> how am I funny? <laughs> how about, uh... <laughs> am I a clown? Yeah, oh, what
1: do you What do you mean? I have funny Funny how?
0: <laughs> oh, that's...
1: No, no, wait, wait, wait. I've got to roll into it. Oh, what do you oh. mean? Oh, a funny, funny how? Like a clown? Like I, I, like I amuse you? Oh... That was
0: pretty good. Yeah, that was. No that was funny good. how how am I funny? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Whoops, lost it there. Whoopsie Goldberg. <laughs> Pow! Ping! Ping! That was a uh, that was pretty good. Alec. I think um, I think if we worked on this, we could probably. Well, you could probably eventually get there.
1: I actually used Joe Pesci as a uh, my inspiration for my um, I crossed my heart and hope to die oh. in our last
0: song. Oh, from uh, Home Alone. Home Alone. So many good quotes from Home Alone.
1: Yeah, yeah, mm. there are.
0: All right. Well. Anyway. Um, yeah. Do you, have any, do you have anything else?
1: No, I think it's just time to play that game.
0: All right. Well, we're sipping some Chartreuse because Chris made us buy that two hundred dollar bottle of Chartreuse. So yeah, we're like, we might as well enjoy it today while we're alive. While we're alive. Uh, we we've got a, a riveting game for you today. Uh, on my on the table in this room, there's a plate of. Acorns, so we're gonna and a pine cone. One oh, is a pine cone on the blind plate. <laughs> like yeah, and you can eat it. You can eat the pine cone if you want, or sure. you can just leave it there. Uh, but we're gonna each guess how many pine cone. Wait, how many acorns? One, <laughs> one, wow. palping. Uh, I, we're gonna guess how many. W- what's the rule here? Does Full ha- acorns, both connected with, with hat. With, with, with hat. Okay. All right. So. Um, well, you can take a guess.
1: Well, I'm just going to say that I've never been good at like looking at a bunch of stuff and guessing.
0: Yeah. Right? And so it's yeah. like a
1: small play. I'm just going to look. Yeah. Oh, 36.
0: I was going to guess 16. Okay. But, but I think there's more than sixty. Oh, uh, shit. Maybe <laughs> I'm worse at guessing uh, acorns. All right.
1: So let's count these babies.
0: Okay.
1: One. Four. Four, five, five, four. Oh we got, a, we got a connected one. Connected one. These guys don't have their hats, on God does it he does. And
0: yeah. There's sixteen just on the side of the plate that I count. Two,
1: four. Damn it. Six, eight. Ten. Nine. 12, 14, uh-oh, 15, 18 on my side.
0: Oh man, <clears throat> what did I say?
1: You said 16 on your side. And you have what? 18.
0: So it's, uh, you know, it's 30, huh. uh, <laughs>
1: 34. Wait, is it 34?
0: Wow, you got you're <clears throat> really close. But I went over. Um, but I don't, I thought it was like, we're not doing those rules, right? I uh, I guess we didn't
1: close. What's that? Is that a price is right rules? Nobody said it. I win.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're way closer. I said 16.
1: Yeah. But you could have been right if you were like, ha ha, look how many didn't have hats.
0: Yeah. I think I I thought a
1: lot of hats were going to fall off.
0: What's the top of an acorn called? That's something perceptive. That's
1: a great, that's a great. Set the record straight for next week.
0: Someone knows it.
1: Call in. Call in. What's the top of a record player called?
0: A record player. I mean... (laughs) An acorn player.
1: A acorn player.
0: All right, what's your idiom, Albert?
1: All right, my idiom is... Don't take any wooden nickels, my friend. And I've actually got some in my pocket.
0: Don't take any wooden nickels. Take a look at
1: those babies. Let me see so they're they're kind of different, but sort of the same. Whoa!
0: All right. Other one go. Let me see. Oh, wooden nickel, country squire bread. Did you uh, get these on on eBay or something? Were these no, wrong?
1: I didn't. So okay, don't take any wooden nickels. It's something I swear that I heard in like cartoons or something back a while ago, and uh, it, I always wondered about it. And I researched it a couple weeks ago, but I was like, I don't know. And I kind of put it put it aside, but then we were in the Catskills this uh, weekend, me and some friends, and uh, we were in a small town called Athens, and they happened to have a town-wide yard sale at the time. So we're going up and down the yard sales, and this lady has this basket out there, and I'm looking down, and I'm like, oh my God, wooden nickels. This is so cool. So I thought it was like a sign. And... Uh, I didn't have any money, so my friend Jess was like, I'll buy them for you. And uh, they were a dollar a piece, and and then she got them for me, and I thought that was really sweet. And uh, I came home and was like, All right, we're getting back into the wooden nickel game.
0: So we're back, baby. There they
1: are. Don't take any wooden nickels.
0: $3 for three wooden nickels. That's a steal.
1: Yeah, I guess I kind of got ripped off. <laughs> Should have been 15
0: cents. So the idiom is so, yeah, don't take any wooden nickels. Don't take any wooden nickels. All right, so don't. Uh, so that means, I mean, you don't hear that phrase very often, but I guess it means, um, not to get, uh, tricked into, uh, when someone pays you for something like they, they're paying you something that's less than it's worth. It's like, don't allow that to happen.
1: Yeah. Uh, Just in general, it's just don't let yourself be taken advantage of. Mm. And so you were right. I was like,
0: being too specific,
1: but that's good though because I think like it came from a specific spot and then it kind of became more of a broad okay. like yeah. hey don't hey, watch out there. It's kind of like something that you would think of like uh, like a country boy going into the city and yeah, then yeah. and they'd be like see you Paul I'm taking the old <laughs> what is the Model T I'm taking it in but but it's before the engine we got a, a donkey pulling it and then and then Paul's like. All right, then, don't take any wooden nickels in the big city.
0: Yeah, that was actually pretty much my exact guess of where this came from. Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) Um, And the other funny thing about the meaning is it's usually uh, said as, like, a send-off or, like, Mm. signing, even, like, signing a letter or something like that. Like, it's kind of like a goodbye. Like, don't take any wooden nickels.
0: Yeah, all right.
1: So I like it that way. Any ideas of the origins?
0: I was thinking South Dakota it's in the 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 heart of the badlands and i'm imagining mm. you know it's the 1800s and there's you know we're still pushing west still going to get dirty and crazy and get that gold and there is a bar out there called the the uh, the yeah. drooling mother's donkey
1: there uh, you go
0: whole, <laughs> you like got that. it yeah and um a bar owner Named Mitch Pennyworth had mm-hmm. uh, a son who was a little slow. All right, all right, but um, he was the he mopped, he swept, and he cleaned the trough for the uh, troughs for pigs. Can yeah. horses drink out of troughs? A slop, is it a slop trough? Slop trough. What's a, what does a horse drink out of outside of a saloon? You know what?
1: I think, a, I think a horse can drink out of a trough, but I think like you can also put slop in a trough
0: too. Yeah. So, yeah I yeah. think
1: some, and like you could call you can that. put
0: anything in a trough.
1: Some bars, some old bars have like pea troughs with ice in it. They call ever, them pea troughs? Mm,
0: I would like to think. I've seen bars where at the bar, there's like a bar in maybe New York uh, where. There, there's like a urinal at the bar. That's weird, right? <clears throat> yeah, I guess because like back in the old old, old days, times,
1: I could see that being a thing. But really, right, like, right I don't that, think you're supposed to use okay. it anymore. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, just left
0: over from the golden right. age of
1: like I could like bar. it, but I could see like people being like you're gross, and I'd be like shut up. What's up with the
0: ice in the in the urinals? Okay, at, yeah, I, I think know. I
1: know. I think it's because they don't have running flushing water. So you pee on the ice, and then the ice melts, and it kind of like trickles it down and kind of cleans it out. Oh, okay.
0: Girls are like,
1: what are they even talking about? <laughs> pee trough? <laughs> More like, don't date me, trough.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Can you get a laugh track in there?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think we'll need to put one. <laughs> um, so anyway, the horses, the horses are drinking from the horse water trough outside. Right. It's an old-timey saloon. We've all seen it a million times yeah. in, the, in the movies. That scene is set. Go drive it home. Mitch Pennyworth has to get uh, a tooth pulled. All right. Um, yeah, the local dentist. Yeah, he's <laughs> right. also the local you know everything. It, yeah, yeah, he does it all. <laughs> um doesn't go well. Right. And he's he's got, he's got to stay away from the, the, the saloon for for probably four to six weeks that's long yeah and uh, um, so he goes his
1: family might starve
0: his family might starve but he decides to put the bar into the hands of his of his boy oh. his boy who he loves oh, that's a little slow he's a little slow he's uh what's it that's slow on the what's that on the punch what's that well, uh, let's
1: see. Slow to the draw. Quick to the, to the punch?
0: punch. Quick to the punch. God, it's too slow many. Slow to the punch. Quick to slow the draw. Slow to the punch. Quick to the draw. Quick to the. Slow to the. Slow to the. Fuck it. I don't know. I can't remember. Call him. Um, he's slow to the punch, <laughs> and uh, and uh, his last. He's like son. Seriously, don't <laughs> take any wooden nickels because. <laughs> Because right. these guys are going to take advantage of you. Right. They know you're dumb and they will use it against against them. you. And uh, his boy, whose name was mm, Pip, Pippin, uh, goes he's just like, was it Pippin? Pippin. Is oh, right, right, right. What right, was right. his name? Okay, you're right. The right, boy's name. Right. And he's like, um, uh-huh. And then uh, the the dad just kind of rolls his eyes. He's like, this is not going to go well. <laughs> So we're going to start. Four weeks go by. He comes back and he's like, Pa! <laughs> <laughs> and he just shows him all these barrels of wooden nickels. <laughs> and he's like,
1: We're rich. We struck <laughs> we Texas Tea. Texas Tea. Texas in.
0: Uh, and that was, a, that was in South Dakota and it was a big, big old hoo ha. All the papers wrote about it and they thought it was hilarious. Uh, they got all the free whiskey. Of course, the drunken oh. mother's donkey went out of business the family perished um, but it became a, a, a it became a hilarious joke
1: i okay I, when you said got all the whiskey i thought you meant maybe like they became like local celebrities like local celebrities they did but they didn't make Warren any Nichols, money and now the town comes out and supports them with real
0: no money. no 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 it was all yeah they didn't they were celebrities but but they didn't the make, bad guy eh, yeah they didn't make any money yeah it's like, you know, you're just popular for being dumb, basically. Oh. That's um, kind of like us. Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> like us.
1: <laughs> All right. I could get behind these people. Mm-hmm. It's a great guess. It's a very... Incorrect. It's a very in-depth... It's, uh, you painted the scene, but it is incorrect. All right. All right. So, one of the reasons that I picked this idiom is because it actually at first scared me off.
0: Yeah. Because... The Too f- simple.
1: The phrase predates the object wooden nickel. Oh. Imagine that. Somebody's saying don't take any wooden nickels and yet there have not been any wooden nickels ever made. Huh.
0: Right. Is it is is it in reference to nickel like the substance or No. Oh jeez. It's 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 still
1: <clears throat> referencing the idea of a nickel mm-hmm. but there just had never been a wooden nickel. There hadn't been a wooden nickel yet.
0: Did they get Did they get the idea for the actual nickel? No, from? that would oh, be okay. good.
1: That would be really good.
0: Because <laughs> I was going to say... Not,
1: not quite that good. No. But let me take you to where we're going. Yeah, take so, me. So, um, in the early 20th century, the first expression was actually, don't take any wooden money. That was a phrase that showed up in a Sinclair Lewis novel in 1922 called Babbitt. Mm-hmm. Then, only a few years later... They start. It kind of got modified into "Don't take any wooden nickels." But again, there still wasn't a wooden nickel. N- wooden nickel made yet. What did end up happening as far as wooden money? Yeah. Was uh, there was a there was a bank called the Citizens Bank of Tanicho? Nope. Tanina. Tanino. Washington.
0: Tanino. Washington. Isn't that a vodka? That's Tito's. Ah, Tito's. Okay.
1: Did we just have some Tito's recently? No,
0: I've never had Tito's.
1: I had some Tito's recently. Okay. That's why. All right. Anyway, so so there's this bank and it, um, it failed and there was a shortage of money. So all the merchants uh, would would have had to go like 30 miles over mountainous roads that were really more for like donkeys and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. they had automobiles. Mm,
0: donkeys. I,
1: right. <laughs> it was made for donkeys. There are, there's a donkey here. So uh, it was like, no good. Like they would have had to go too far. They didn't have money to run their businesses. Yeah. So the uh, Chamber of Commerce got together and they decided that a local newspaper uh, printer would Mm. make the first issue of wooden money in the United States. Mm. And it was an amount of $10,308. And that was on December 5th in 1931.
0: But yeah
1: there were still no wooden nickels in that batch. Okay. It looked more like paper money. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. But it was all different amounts.
0: But nickels existed, right? I mean, in American currency. Yes,
1: they did, but they didn't print any even then.
0: Of course, but I thought that... I guess I always thought that a wooden nickel was someone who was pawning off an actual nickel yes. to pay for things. Yes. No, oh, Okay. it wasn't, <laughs> no,
1: it wasn't that at all because it would just like, come on, metal and wood. And like, yeah. even if you painted it right, like yeah, you'd have yeah. to be a pretty, pretty slow, slim for that sure. one. Sure. Yeah? Uh, the first actual wooden nickels were really just like tokens or like souvenirs mm-hmm. or promotions. Uh, they, the first one was in 1934 at a fair in Birmingham, New York. Um, you were able to kind of like, they would use them for promos or like you can get like one free, you know, jug of ale or something yeah. like that. Um, and after that, it started taking off. Like people loved the promotion, you know. Then in, in 1948, there was this company called the LB Company of San Antonio, Texas, and they started making custom uh, printed wooden nickels for like all sorts of stuff, even like the World's Fair. Yeah. Uh, after that, uh, all sorts of uh, people started wanting to like, make these for their promotions for different things. So there's an idea of why somebody might say, don't take any wooden nickels. One, one, uh, one idea that people had was because, so let's say you go to the world's fair and mm-hmm. they're giving out wooden nickels mm-hmm. for like a free slice of toasted bread. Mm-hmm. First time there's ever toast, you know, Whoa. but you miss the world's fair and then you got all these nickels for the wooden toast. Nope. Regular toast. And, uh, <laughs> and you go running and, and the, the hot air balloons are like blowing away yeah. and you're like, hi, hey, hey my toast. And then they're like, sorry, Mac. And then yeah. those, those become... Worth useless. nothing yeah, at right. this point. So that's one idea where it came from. The more popular idea of where it came from is actually doesn't have to do with nickels at all. It actually comes from wooden chestnuts. So I'm going to take you back to the year 1825.
0: Whoa. All of a sudden we're jumping back. Also, we talked about acorns, chestnuts.
1: Right. That's right. That's what I thought it was kind of weird when you pulled out the plate. We did not plan this, people.
0: All right. So chestnuts, 1800s. Yeah. Go on.
1: All right. So the celebrated American etymologist Stuart Byrne Flexner, mm-hmm. uh, he wrote in his book, Listening to America, that the wooden nickel was probably a humorous reference to the counterfeit items that Yankee peddlers used to, uh, used to sell. Um, such as wooden nutmegs. That was the big one, actually. Wooden nutmegs, wooden cucumber seeds, and even wooden hams. So imagine this. Yeah, I'm selling. Chestnuts. Are these like
0: joke hams? It's like a joke ham.
1: So the the ham. I can't imagine somebody actually thinking the ham was a real ham. But things like seeds and chestnuts. And
0: why we, why would why are people doing this? So.
1: A chestnut back then in yeah. 1825 cost about four cents.
0: Oh.
1: Am I saying chestnuts? I meant nutmegs the whole time I meant nutmegs. Oh, that's okay though, right?
0: We'll have to trash the entire episode. Oh,
1: Okay. So whatever. A nut, right? Yeah. So these wooden nutmegs. I might have a cart that I'm like, these are four cents. They usually cost about four cents for a nutmeg. It was right. like a fine spice bag then. People went crazy yeah. for the nutmeg. People love it. But... I could be a trickster and I could carve a a nutmeg out of wood, throw it in there. Mm -hmm. You figure it kind of mixes in with the smells and people are just grabbing fistfuls. Yeah. And the price of that is only about a quarter of a cent. So now you're making three cents and three quarters of a cent profit. Just like that.
0: Okay. And what?
1: So the idea was that people started calling things wooden
0: yeah. as, mean, oh, well, as meaning
1: fakes. So as it, early as like 1825-ish.
0: Right. So the, the idea of the fake stuff came in the 1800s. Yeah. And then eventually by the 1930s right. or 40s, it, it applied to nickels. But that was more even for for like funfair kind of things.
1: It's it's weird. It's almost like the wooden nickel kind of brought itself into reality by, by people making copies of things that you might buy like you know seeds and nuts and whatever yeah yeah. and then it was like well what would be worse than coming home with fake seeds and nuts but oh shit i just got a a bundle of fake money uh, you know so i think what it really was was like just taking the idea of wooden and applying it to to the, the worst case scenario which would be money yeah and then nickels specifically and I think that idea got into the American people, yeah. and they were like, "You know what? Let's let's capitalize on this. Let's make it fun. It's yeah. it's like almost like a thing, like that's recognizable before it ever w- was a thing. Yeah, it's like time travel or something.
0: Whoa, that makes uh, that makes the wooden nickel much more interesting and have, have right? way more layers. Yeah, could you make a wooden nickel out of nutmeg? I'm sure a master carver <laughs> could do that. <laughs> Okay, I'm just trying to think about how we can make the wooden nickel actually be worth something again.
1: Well, I think that, oh, there are, so there are a lot of wooden nickels that are worth a lot of somethings. Because like
0: collector items from yes, big events?
1: Actually, actually, uh, the thing that I think that when the world opens up again, we need to go on a road trip to, uh, it is called the... Well, oh, I mentioned the LB, the LB company before. Well, this guy, Herb Horning, he purchased that company back in 95 and he renamed it the old time wooden nickel company. And it's basically a museum Mm -hmm. of like wooden nickels everywhere. And like,
0: let's go there. Dude, like people love it. What state is that in?
1: That is in, damn it. Of course you dare ask me that question. (laughs) No, I'm going to say, what did I say? San Antonio or it's in Texas. Ah, That's it. It's in Texas. Of course. So you can go there, and not only can you see all of these wooden nickels that were made everywhere, and they even have a vault of wooden nickels. Yeah, special ones. And uh, they actually have some of that original wooden money that was printed at that at that bank yeah. long ago. Uh-huh.
0: Uh,
1: so I think that we should definitely go there. He also created the world's largest wooden nickel, which is five and a half inches thick, thirteen feet and four inches tall, and weighs. 2,500 pounds. Oh, baby. And I think we need a nice
0: Instagram
1: shot of the boys. The boys an idiom right kissing there. that wooden nickel. Yep. Wow. Yep. Excellent. So that's where I think we need to go.
0: All right. So if you want to join us, 2027 is the year that I'm foreseeing we can really do it. Uh,
1: I don't want to <laughs> wait that long to live.
0: Um, don't worry. Life won't be worth very much by the time we get to that year.
1: All right. So listen, before I get off here, I got a couple fun facts about nickel related things. Mm -hmm. Did you know that the first nickel was minted in 1866 and eventually replaced the precious five cent coin, the half dime? Did Did you know there was something called a half dime before the nickel? That makes sense. Yeah. It adds up. And the reason that they had to replace it was because people weren't spending the halftime because it was made of silver. And yeah. they were just like, this is really valuable. And then right. so they had to make the nickel, which was a lot less valuable, it was yeah. just made of nickel and copper.
0: Yeah. Don't you think it's funny how um, uh, Americans don't want to use uh, uh, dollar coins?
1: Yes, it is funny. I mean, as a young boy, I always loved getting those Susan B's at the uh, at the pack co. Susan B's. Right? Sacagaweas. Sacagaweas now.
0: It's great. Yeah. Wonder what they're gonna come up with next. Um I have some ideas, but they're all grim. And for seven years
1: there were the two five cent coins in circulation. So for a while it overlapped with the half dimes and the uh and the nickels. Hmm. As you might notice on the wooden nickels that I showed you, two of them have the Indian head. So normally it was like an Indian head or a bicep, I'm sorry, Native American head. Uh and um That was uh, to pay homage to the Buffalo Nickel that was minted from 1913 to 1938. Yeah, yeah, which is when the wooden nickel became popular. Huh? Yes, (laughs) yes, yes, exactly. (laughs) And my final fun fact is: Did you know that in 1851 they actually made a three-cent coin? No. Yes.
0: Have you a seen a picture? Of it? Did you look it I up? looked
1: at a picture of it. Oh, yeah, I want to see one it of it. It looks those. like it looks like it has a star of some kind. It look, kind of reminded me of like a
0: badge. What year was it? 18 1851
1: to 1873 they made they made 3 cent silver coins. Oh my. Same problem with the half dime. People didn't want to spend them because they were actually worth the silver yeah, yeah. and it was worth more. So. It was
0: worth more yeah. than than it's uh Yeah. worth.
1: <laughs> yeah. And all I've got to say now is that's the way the cookie crumbles because I'm done,
0: son. Some train sounds in there. The train sounds of idiom one ending. All right, lovely. Thank you, Albert. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Pow, ping. And we're back. We're
1: back, Jack.
0: We're back, Jack. All right, you know what? I am jonesing for another glass of chartreuse.
1: Jonesing? Yeah. Oh, man, I was like, <laughs> me too. I could go for another one, too. But we just had refills. Um, yeah, jonesing. All right.
0: Do you already is. know? Do you already know no, all about it?
1: Nope. I do not know it.
0: All right, this is one... Um, all right, so by the end of this I'm going to also bring in a second idiom because it's mm-hmm. very similar and I'm hoping that, that that you and all of our listeners out there are okay with that. And I cuz some of these idioms just don't have much, you know what I mean? So if we can double them up sometimes yep. with similar ones.
1: Yeah, guys, not everybody not not every idiom has got enough meat on the bone for, not enough a, meat on the for bone. A, a full episode. But
0: I do there's some good stuff here. All right. That I think you're going to be okay with so um okay. uh, uh, for me I feel like that's something that almost everyone uses uh like you know, maybe on a weekend, you know, you're Jonesin' for oh, uh um, some, some egg things bacon. I can't and cheese. mention for on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what's Jonesin mean? Jonesin,
1: you got you got the itch for it. You want it. The you itch. gotta have
0: it. You gotta have it. Um, you want
1: you want something a lot, right? A strong desire for?
0: A strong desire, yeah. A general lusting, yearning, or craving for something. All right. So where? Where did this come from?
1: Ooh, okay. Let's think here. You're jonesing for it. Kind of want to go to Davy Jones' locker with that. Oh! Huh? Mm. Okay, so... I like it. Why don't we say this? There is... You know what? Yeah, actually let's go to Davy Jones' locker. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. So there is uh, pirates. Pirates were around in guys, <laughs> I uh, you know, I'm just getting the hang of like saying what a, like you know, you know, 19th century means the 1800s and all that stuff, but I still can't guess times very well. So let's say pirates were around in oh the 17 16 100s? 17th
0: century? 1600s? Yeah. I'm sure there were pirates around then, of course. All right. So... But I, are you thinking of, like, pirates the Caribbean pirates?
1: Um... Right, because oh. there's, cause there's pirates now, but they don't look <laughs> like pirates. Just, it's different now. Yeah, I yeah. want I want a pirate that's got, like, full regalia.
0: Yeah. Okay, like, like oh, 1780.
1: Let's do that. All right. And you know what? For next episode... I'm going to set the record straight I'm going to learn a little bit about pirates. Yeah, yeah. All right. So there's this one pirate and, and he's, he's Captain Cool Cat, you know? <laughs> he actually discovered leather and he, he, you know, he sewed his, the first motor, motorcycle jacket, but like, he was like, yeah, my ship's a motorcycle, I mean, vroom, vroom. And everyone's like, what is he talking about? Yeah. So he was ahead of his time. But, you know, there's the, there's the legend of Davy Jones' locker, right? Yeah. Which I have done some light research
0: on. Well, it is—it's a um, idiom, right? It is. I, I've read a, a little bit about it myself.
1: Now, did you also find that there wasn't enough meat on the bones for days, the bones. Davy Jones' locker? Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I believe what Davy Jones' locker really means is just like isn't that just like when you isn't it just like the bot like the, the sea like this the bottom of the sea that you right yeah
0: yeah yeah Davy- like because
1: like, you die you go to Davy Jones' locker yeah sort of, right, right right all right so. This guy, Captain Cool Cat, Captain he's cool like, Cat. he's like, I'm riding my ship and I'm gonna find Davy Jones' locker. And because mm-hmm. and, nobody understood what it meant back then, they all thought that there was like a locker full of treasure, mm. you know. So he's just like, I'm, I'm getting it, Jones. I'm Jonesing for that <laughs> locker money. Gimme, give gimme, give gimme. Give and um, <laughs> he actually died.
0: <laughs> he was
1: tragic. He was up on the crow's nest, like swinging a. Swinging a sword around, and you know, oh right, lightning storm, yeah, zap dead.
0: Uh, And then he did go to Davy Jones' Jones' locker. He was Jonesing for this treasure chest that was actually death itself.
1: Yes, which,
0: how poetic, how poetic, (laughs) So the drama.
1: Oh,
0: I'm a (laughs) cub. I'm a cub.
1: So that's uh, that's my guess.
0: That's great. Um, the connection to Davy Jones Locker. That's really cool. It's wrong. Uh huh. It's wrong. Mm. So you guys want to know something about Jonesen? All right, it, I do. It it uh, it comes actually. It's pretty. It's pretty new. 1960s.
1: You know. All right.
0: Yeah. So Jones was applied to heroin addiction.
1: Uh
0: huh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. And that makes sense. by the 1970s, "Jones in" the verb started to be associated with heroin withdrawal.
1: Oh, you know, So that's well, why you
0: got to get, get a little bit more heroin.
1: <laughs> Just get, need a little more. Can I ask a question early on? Yeah, early. Was there any reason why heroin was associated with Jones early on? There was. Were you, gonna,
0: you were going to tell me that. Yeah, but I like the question. Okay. okay. I actually like the only question. All right. Well, yeah, keep, okay. Keep those coming. I'm not shy. <laughs> we had a talk. So, um, uh, beatniks in the fifties referred to heroin as Mr. Jones. Okay. Oh. So counting
1: crows, counting crows,
0: <laughs> I did, I did look up counting crows.
1: I know that's not what it means though, right? Well,
0: I, Cause I was like, Hey, maybe, uh, maybe there's like a heroin references in the counting crows song. And then I, it was all about his friend, something Jones or yes, whatever. So it like had nothing to do with His
1: dad. It. Who's a musician or something. And was, I know it, the I songs all too. about
0: fame nah, and you know, nah. fame doesn't fill the void in your soul. No. Uh, but yes, I did think of that. So, anyway, beatniks referred to heroin as Mr. Jones. That way, if they were ever in a new city, they'd be like, hey, do you know where I can find Mr. Jones? That
1: is so cool. I'm, now, l- You know, heroin's a little rough, but, like, that is very cool. <laughs> also, I do think the Counting Crows were being a little, they were a little you know, we're just squeaking in there. You're going to think this, it means this, you're squeaking yeah. in there.
0: Uh, yeah, you, you roll into New York City, the Big Apple. You say, "I'm looking for Mr. Jones." It's like, ah, oh, cool man, cool cat. Hey, you did hey, say cool, cool cat, cat yeah. Captain Cool Cat, Captain Cool Cat. <laughs> um, so where did where did Mr. Jones come from, though? Why why was that a heroin associated with Mr. Jones? And the answer is that there was a street in Manhattan. And it's still there. It's called Great Jones Street. Yes, and it's only two blocks long. And uh, in the 1700s, there was this famous lawyer. I was hoping I could find a fun fact about this guy. Nothing. He's so boring. He's so dull. He's clean, huh? Maybe he's too clean for, for our taste, I think. But he was called the father of the New York bar, like the bar exam.
1: God. Oh, See, even that sounds like I'm the father of the New, New York, York bar, bar but exam, like, exam. exam.
0: <laughs> and I gotta go to sleep early because I'm boring. I got nothing because he revised New York State's statutes. And that's why. I mean, really, zero point six percent people care about that. That are I mean, are now,
1: did he live on Jones Street?
0: Well, he owned the 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 property the land that that was on like okay and then he deeded it to the city he said hey you can take this this land and make it a street but you have to name it after me okay and so they're like all right well, we'll call Jones Street little problem there was already another Jones Street in Manhattan Ooh. and it was his brother it was named after his brother
1: uh I was gonna ask did he know that but he knew he knew and I bet you his brother Street was longer than two blocks well.
0: I think his brother's street was longer, but um, uh, what's this guy's name again? Samuel Jones, this lawyer. His was wider.
1: Ooh, you know what? I like a wide street. Remember Malta, Montana? Mm,
0: I remember the widest streets in Very town. Very wide. Yeah. Yo,
1: Chris. You know what I'm talking so, about? Yo, Chris. Yo, Chris. So, uh,
0: so Samuel had the kind of the chode of the Jones streets, mm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and um, his brother Gardner had this this other street, Jones, and so. Uh, Samuel suggested his name his street be called Great. That way there's a difference, you know. Great Jones. Great street. Great Jones Street. Oh, of course, uh, yeah. So, uh, so this this street, I mean, has been there since the 1700s. It's uh, for all of you that live in Manhattan uh, in the NoHo area. Did you know there was a NoHo? NoHo? NoHo. <laughs> I'd say yes, so. Yes, so. Uh, I guess there's the Soho, so there should be a NoHo. Soho. You know Soho?
1: Yeah, no, I know Soho. Ruby so, Soho. Ruby
0: Soho. Soho. But there's also a no-ho. Anyway, Great Jones Streets and that. And um, by the... Uh, actually, in the 1800s... 1800s? <laughs> oh, so shnikes. In the 1800s, it started getting a little dicey. Uh-huh. And uh, Oh, shit. The, and then... Yeah, uh, there. I saw a, an old article from the late eighteen hundreds of a woman who complained that her neighbor on Great Jones Street was a fortune teller, and there was a whole article about it. She's
1: complaining about that. Yeah, she it's must kind of not have liked her fortune.
0: Oh, that's, that's probably she, what she got jipped on the forge. Uh, she's like, "Who said I'm gonna get <laughs> fat?" <fed? laughs> exactly, uh, and then in the nineteen hundreds. Uh, it became pretty much this junkie hangout okay. where, where, you know, people that were addicted to heroin spent all their time. So, Great Jones Street became affiliated with yes. heroin, thus becoming affiliated with Mister Jones. You know right. what I mean? I, I see it. All At right. least they had a nice big wide street for all the junkies to fit on. They had a very wide street, <laughs> and there's an, there's also an alley connected to to oh, Great Jones Street. Yeah, and I mean, that's come on, that's, that's where, where you really gotta, gotta go. It, gotta the alley. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before I move on, because I am about to move on.
1: Um, before you say you're gonna move on, oh, what yeah. about was your other idiom dicey?
0: mm
1: Okay. No. All right. It Was okay. Go ahead.
0: Uh, the move other on. the other Jones Street. Uh, is where uh, the cover of Bob Dylan's Freewheel and Bob Dylan was photographed.
1: The other Jones Street? Yeah. The, the non-heroine
0: Jones Street? Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, uh, listen.
0: The listen. Gardner Jones's Jones Street. Sorry. In Greenwich Village. Gardner Jones wins. Gardner Jones wins.
1: I mean, that, Iconic. Is, that is cool.
0: Man. Vanilla Sky.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh, Vanilla Sky. Oh, come on.
0: Oh, come <laughs> Pleasure on. Pleasure uh, you you and then I got thinking about Bob Dylan Moore, and you know, remember the song Ballad of a Thin Man? It's on... Yeah. uh, yeah. So... uh, Wait, how's that one go? It's like, Mr. Jones. Oh, yeah. Every every verse ends with Mr. Jones. But he's... Uh, Do
1: you, Mr. Jones? Yeah.
0: So, I mean, that was in 1965, which would have been around the time when this, this... Perfect. You know, name would have been kind of cropping up. I don't think it's associated because he's very obviously mysterious about everything. And you know, I know
1: you can't try to pin Bob Dylan down, but are you saying that on that album where yeah. he's filmed, he's photographed on the clean Jones Street? Yeah. Then he's talking about Mister Jones on the
0: dirty Jones Street. I think Bob Dylan's got that in him. I do too, and but I just I'm gonna s- to I want to say this is not this is not a fact. <laughs> no, this is speculation. No. Is a very cool hypothesis. It's very
1: coincidental.
0: Quite coincidental. Quite coincidental.
1: Quite coincidental.
0: Um, so the beatniks, the beatniks, kind of popularized this, and uh, and then I thought I'd do a little bit of a dive into the beatniks. So for all of you, you know, literature buffs that are yes. fans of Jack Kerouac, Allen Ginsberg, William S. Burroughs, I was like, well, when did when did the beatniks start using heroin? Because I guess. I mean, now that I think about it, yeah, it's obvious they were they were doing a lot of drugs. But I've never really thought about when heroin and amphetamines really you know became a part of their whole vibe. But it was I never
1: really associated beatniks with heroin,
0: right? But but drugs for sure, right? But but they were doing heroin, and and it was as early as the forties. that they were doing it, and um, and and what they it seems like what was really hip in there little crew were benzedrine inhalers. Oh, Benny's. Yeah. Is, okay. that, is that
1: what they're called? Well, there's something called Benny's. I, I don't. <laughs> I, we, benzedrine? Yeah. Benny's. Probably. Colin, Colin, Colin.
0: And um, so uh, William S Burroughs, who wrote naked lunch um, for, for any of you guys who are familiar with that, he, he, his wife was really addicted to these benzodrine inhalers. And so was I mean, so is he. Have you ever seen the movie, the David Cronenberg movie, Naked Lunch?
1: No, the oh, only man. thing I know is when Bart Simpson goes to Naked Lunch when he skips school and he's oh, like, really? that's not what I expected <laughs> at all. And I still, like as a child, I still don't know the reference. Oh there. my god. I know I need so to watch good. it right now, I know. Yeah. I, know. Yeah. I like eraser head.
0: Oh man. <laughs> well that's David Lynch. But no,
1: but that's yeah, no, it's, it's all weird. weird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um, they uh went to Mexico City for a while, and just since we're talking about jonesing, they were they were in withdrawal from these this, these benzodrine inhalers they were in using in Mexico in Mexico City, and uh William S. Burroughs was like playing with his gun, and then oh god, uh, uh, then he he and his wife was really bad. She was she was doing three whole canisters a day of this stuff, and that's a lot, uh, and it's a lot, and. Um, uh, apparently she put a glass on her head and he went to shoot no. it and he shot her in the head and killed her dead. <laughs> this is his wife, his wife in Mexico Accident, city. Eh? And then he was in prison for 13 days. His brother got him out for a little bit. They were waiting to see what happened. And then they just skipped town and went back to America and he was charged with murder in absentia. And was did, was not held responsible, and then just continued living his life. It's like you could just road trip out of that
1: back then. <laughs> yes. Fucking beatniks, man! Come on.
0: <laughs> anyway, any, any of you guys who are uh, interested in, in beatniks and heroin, oh that might be of some interest to you.
1: Well, I tell you this right now. What I want to do is, I want to go. I want to go to Mr. Jones Street. No, nope. yeah, Great Jones Street. Yeah. I want to go to Bob Dylan street. We recreate that. Yeah, and then I want to oh, go. I want to go and find that. this woman's grave. That'd be. Yeah, and then I and then I can hold a glass over my head and uh, I can try tastefully reenact. Taste,
0: very, tastefully. <laughs>
1: very tastefully. Very tastefully.
0: Her name was Joan Vollmer. So Joan. Rest in peace, Joan. Jones. Jones. Joan Jones. Jonesen. Come on. Huh. Coincidence. So uh, in this movie in the sixties, uh, it was called Capaqua um, it was sort of like this post-Beatnik drug addiction movie that was made. William Burroughs played a character in it named Opium Jones.
1: Now that's a little obvious.
0: So this is the bridge to my sub-idiom, which is...
1: I thought Beatniks was the sub-idiom.
0: It's, <laughs> it's right. got a yen for something. Have you, got you, a, you got a yen for something? Have you ever heard of that? No. I heard it at Mahoning Drive-In. Guys, please visit the <laughs> Mahoning Drive website. <laughs> Tell them we sent you, and we'll see you on Halloween. So, go ahead. Our friend Jim was with us. He knew what it was, but they show these. Oh, of course, Jim knows. I know. It was. He he knows Jim everything. knows everything. He knows everything, but not in a pretentious way. But in a very cool way. Yes. Uh, so. They they showed these old school drive-in theater commercials. I don't know if they did this when you were there. Mm-hmm. And one of In them was the like end, yeah. one of them was like, "Got a yen for popcorn? Come on down to the snack stand." And wow. I'm like, "Got a yen for popcorn?" And I was like, "What does got a yen mean?" And Was it, it a cat, a cartoon cat? I don't remember. Never mind. Yeah. So uh, and so maybe some of you have heard that, but I it was just the first time that I recognized it as a a phrase. Yeah. And it means the same thing. It means a craving or a desire, but sp- it comes from a specific craving for opium.
1: Yes, yen because, because right it's Chinese Chinese opium dens, right?
0: Exactly Yes yeah. so so when Chinese opium dens you know when, when a lot of Chinese immigrants came over in the 19th century and opened up opium dens, their their name for for, a, or for having an opium craving was was a yen yen. Uh, and eventually, uh, it, was, it wasn't exactly that. It was like yen yan And then eventually, you know, am- Americans with the way that we, you know, change it up. Botch it up. Oh, I'm sorry. It was yin yan Sort of like yin yang. And uh, eventually, just the English are. are Amer- oh, Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: uh, that's okay.
0: Americans were saying in English yen yen. And then eventually, this dropped it entirely this to yen. Right, and then it just sort of entered into our lexicon and became yeah, I got a yen for something. Yeah, so like a, it's like very a year, like a yearning. For I got it. a yearning for it. Um, so so there you go. There's uh, there's my my heroin to opium idioms that mean you've got a craving for something. You can jones for it. You mm. can yen it. You got a yen for something. But there you go. And Ryan, I see that you've
1: brought some. <laughs> heroin for us to try on air because we like to do you know we like to to, to explore what we're talking about we like to
0: we love to to walk the walk after we've talked the talk so got that right so sister so so sister um so there you go and uh so if this episode doesn't come out call the cops please (laughs) someone call the (laughs) i guess they're hearing it so maybe we've published it right now someone call an ambulance.
1: This could be like a Blair Witch found footage sort of thing. Oh,
0: found audio. We're
1: still probably long dead, though.
0: Yeah, it's for the best. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to read this quote from the 1480s from this Chinese writer who said... Do it! Do it! Opium was mainly used to aid masculinity, strengthen sperm, and regain vigor, and also that it enhances the art of alchemists, sex, and to court ladies.
1: So that's what's been missing.
0: That you so you oh, need to go okay. You need to go heavy on the opium Albert and I think it'll be fine.
1: I thought I just needed more sleep and to eat some salad every once in a while.
0: Wrong. 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 Uh, one fun fact, heroin was introduced by Bayer in 1898 oh, yeah. as cough syrup. <laughs> Uh, I think that's wow. in uh, The Nick, right? It's in The uh, Nick. They were trying to watch get that him show. off
1: of cocaine by giving him heroin.
0: Right. It was supposed to be a non-addictive morphine alternative. It's
1: supposed <laughs> to be. They were way off. Wow.
0: And then by 1950, they're like, oh, okay.
1: They're just <laughs> like, you know what? Let's just not even test it.
0: And I have, um, well, I would list about 20 different like street names for heroin. I thought you'd like these three. Let's go.
1: Rapid fire.
0: Black Eagle. Boom. Golden Girl. <coughs> Spider Blue. Zip those are my three favorites spider blue spider blue
1: that's fun all right what's and your least favorite
0: my least favorite is uh mm, there's one here called diesel
1: diesel
0: orange line
1: oh that's kind of cool salt I could see that that's
0: boring though red chicken chickens are that's good white nurse yep oh nurse <laughs> Hello, nurse. So, oh, anyway, animaniacs, yeah. Animaniacs. All right, guys. Well, that's a wrap for me. Thank you for listening to that idiom. You're welcome. For me, <laughs> I like it. All
1: right, guys. Listen, don't forget to check out. Send us a effing email, especially this week, because we have just decided that we are going to do a contest. It's going to be the "Don't be an idiom, design the wooden nickel" contest. We are going to actually send the winning design to the old-time wooden nickel company in San Antonio, Texas. And we're going to become a piece of history. So just imagine something about, it's, it's, it's one inch. It's like a one-inch diameter, right? And uh, just something simple that we can print right on, a, right on a wooden nickel. And we're going to go through piles of submissions. And if you get chosen, we'll be passing them out at the Mahoning Drive-In on October 31st. Which is Halloween?
0: Damn straight. And you come over to our tent, and we'll give you a don't be an idiom wooden nickel.
1: Yeah, and we'll do you know press release, photo shoot, <laughs> photo shoot. <laughs> don't forget to check out our Instagram. <laughs> also, we'll get you up there too on that wooden nickel.
0: Yeah, yeah. And um, I also wanted to uh, say our our top international listener for the month is the United Kingdom. So
1: jolly good sport <laughs> team.
0: It's my You're no? Much appreciated.
1: Sport sporty.
0: Uh so thanks for listening guys. Guys,
1: thank you. They they haven't been number 1 before though, right?
0: No, Russia was well, Russia was last time we had Taiwan and uh, Belarus, uh, uh, well, uh,
1: Belarus was the first.
0: Was ever the very first. That, that's
1: the heartbreak. That's the, the, heartbreak kid that right the first there. time we
0: noticed anyone internationally was listening. Yeah, but uh, so we want to give a shout out to um, everyone in the UK. Thanks for listening. If I'm, I'm we're big happy kid. that you can, you, that you're following along, and that you don't, you know, we're
1: big Doctor Who fans, huge
0: Doctor hey, Who fans. Actually, you know, and Mister Bean fans, big even way before, big, yeah.
1: big, big, <laughs> big way before. You know, okay, this could be a coincidence, but, you know, Punch and Judy is the United Kingdom thing. I
0: know. I wonder if... What?
1: You know, the hashtags broke through or something.
0: A hashtag breaking through. Finally. Yeah. We went viral in Britain. So just tell all your mates. Tell them. And have a point and a chips. Uh, I get... Well, you know, I said Britain, but uh, Northern Ireland is also part of the United Kingdom.
1: Well, that's fine, too. Yeah.
0: So... Um, anyway, guys, thanks a lot. And uh, what, is there something else? Oh, oh yeah, have, I just we... wanted
1: to say a, th- a shout out again to my friend Jess who bought me the wooden nickels, super nice uh, impromptu gift, and to to my girl band, the Hardy Boys that we created this weekend. Oh,
0: cool! Um, Can't I'm wait going... to hear that. Yeah, <laughs>
1: we, yeah, and uh, and you know we we actually have a we have a, a sponsor this this week, and mm-hmm. we just wanted to say that uh, Don't Be an Idiom's episode this week is brought to you by. Rodney's rat poison. Play God of the rats with the
0: rod. It really works. It really works. Check it out, guys. Alright, well until next time. Don't be an idiot. idiot. I got a sack of wooden nickel. but ain't worth a time. Ain't
1: worth jack, ain't worth jack. I think I'd rather have a pickle. of wooden nickels. Hey, have you seen my wife? Goddamn this sack of wooden nickels. Hey, have you seen my wife?